Welcome to the Modern Sage Podcast. I'm Leah Guy, your host, and I'm super excited for you to be here today. We have a great topic, and before we get to the topic, I just want to remind you, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is a podcast to help us get inspired and informed to live our best lives, make good decisions, and hear from experts, authors, celebrities, and myself about how we can heal and live our most authentic and vulnerable lives. So I'm glad that you're here. If you enjoy what you hear today or in other podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating or review. You can do so on iTunes for the podcast itself and or on social media or my website. If you also have purchased any of my books, Overcoming Toxic Emotions, The Fearless Path, or Spiritual Journal for Women, I appreciate reviews and feedback on those as well. These books and these resources are for you. And if I don't hear from you, I don't know what's resonating and what's not. So I appreciate you doing that. And while we're speaking about social media, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Guy Live. I also have a private Patreon channel, which is patreon.com forward slash Leah Guy Live. And these podcasts and other information are on my YouTube channel, which is A Girl Named Guy, or simply search my name, Leah Guy. Now, today's topic is um, a solo podcast on notes on healing, as I like to present different topics from my own resources and just things that I'm thinking about that I feel like might be helpful and important for you. And the topic today is called running towards discomfort. We can think about this topic in the terms of making change in our lives, taking risks in our lives, getting out of our comfort zones, and just noticing how we're able to move through our day-to-day living in a space of possibility and hope and doing things a little bit differently that will ultimately help us expand our lives. So on the topic today of doing things that maybe are more uncomfortable than what you're used to or what you like, I have a special guest here. Her name is Natalie, and she's an intern with me for the next few weeks. And Natalie's going to be off camera, but I wanted to have a conversation with Natalie because one, she's here and I'm teaching her about podcasting and about entrepreneurship and so forth, but also just to get a different perspective from a young person's um, point of view, questions, thoughts, et cetera, about what it is to be uncomfortable or, or experience discomfort in one's life and how we can maybe move through that with a little bit more ease. So I'll let Natalie just say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to have a conversation. First, what I want to talk about kind of to you, Natalie, is um, I think all of us in general have a propensity to want to stay comfortable. So when you think about what's comfortable for you, That might mean ways you feel safe, um, things that you're just used to doing that are easier, um, you know, ways that you just kind of gotten accustomed to, like your daily routine. Tell us some of the ways that you feel like you find comfort in your life. Well, I definitely find comfort with the friends. It's hard for me kind of to reach out and make new friends. And so getting out of my comfort zone with that, like I'm not... I get nervous when I talk to new people sometimes and definitely I'm definitely in the routine of like school you know going to school traveling back and forth and then the fact that I'm leaving for college soon that's definitely a big part of like getting out of my comfort zone yeah you've got a really big change coming I do yes I'm very nervous you're nervous well you should be because it's exciting and you don't know what is on the other side so one of the things that keeps people from 
making change in their lives is the fear of not knowing what's going to happen, you know, so that makes total sense. But when we think about comfort versus discomfort, it, it's not so much that we want to put ourselves, we don't want to make ourselves uncomfortable every day, all throughout the day. However, we can get very stuck in our routines and just seek anything that feels familiar, essentially, right? And so we always hear about getting out of our comfort zone. What does it take to get out of your comfort zone? I happen to know that you like to go to the gym and work out. And so that's a good analogy for people who are in in that instance of working out, you're comfortable being a little uncomfortable, right? Because you work out with weights and stuff. I do. And the the gym I go to is mainly guys. It's not it's not like the most feminine gym I've ever been to. It's like a little dirty, you know, there's a little rust on here and there. Um, but it definitely like I remember first going there, I would be I'd feel so like oh, God, what if someone's judging me if I'm doing something wrong? Like, I'd have my friend come with me because I was just, like, that nervous. But then then I got into the routine, and one day my friend couldn't come with me, so I was like, oh, but I really want to go to the gym. Like, I really want to work out because when you start working out, you get the urge. You get, like, it's kind of a, like an addiction to ah. work out. You get the feeling. Well, so I want to ask, though, before you got more comfortable at the gym and before you even worked out the first time, what made you stick with it and move through that uncomfortable discomfort of being there amongst all the guys and around all that equipment and an unfamiliar space? So what I do, I, I did a lot of research on, like, form, you know, um, but also that feeling after working out, like it's just such a good feeling it's like i want that feeling again and you know that's basically how i got there yeah that's a good analogy because so many of the times when we don't know what to expect on the other side we have an idea of how things may be but the fear kicks in for a lot of people and it stops them from actually pursuing change in their life um i just want to say right now before we go too much further in this conversation that I want to say obviously, but it's not obvious. This is not to try to encourage people um, to do things that are dangerous or overly risky or somehow put themselves in harm's way. Being uncomfortable in the context of this conversation is about challenging our inner selves and our emotional states and our mindsets and sometimes our physical body um, to go beyond what we feel is familiar or safe or comfortable so that we can gain expansion and growth. So I just want to say that as a uh, disclaimer for anyone who may be listening. Hopefully that is obvious, but sometimes we need to point out the obvious. Um, The other thing I want to say, I want to give a personal example myself talking about physical discomfort. And one way that I practice it in my exercise, you know I do yoga. Um, I used to do it a lot at studios and so forth. Now I do it mostly at home. And I've intentionally about two or three years ago maybe four years ago um, my yoga mat became so like filthy and dirty one I created a yoga mat spray product (laughs) to help people clean their yoga mats with essential oils and yummy stuff which you can find on my website but secondly I got rid of my yoga mat and I made a conscious decision at that point to not have a yoga mat so I do yoga now as a practice of my own spiritual spirituality and my personal growth and people would say why would you choose to do that doesn't it hurt your knees doesn't it like how do you not slip and fall but what i found for me is when i'm doing yoga without a mat no matter where i do it i do it outside indoors on hardwood floors on carpets or whatever it makes me much more present in the moment it makes me much more mindful about what i'm doing 
Um, I challenge myself to move through those points of discomfort. Obviously, if it gets too uncomfortable, I'll put a little towel or something under my knees. But I use it as a teaching tool to help me, um, well, all those things I just said, be more present, uh, pay more attention to the moment, expand my breath, and also just challenge me in this practice, which I think is a spiritual practice of being a little bit uncomfortable in those moments when I could choose otherwise. It's so easy for us to just choose easy. And easy is the routines that we have every day. Easy is taking the same route to work, eating the same foods every day, not expanding our friendship, just doing what comes kind of, you know, with the flow of life. And there's even a lot of conversation, spiritual teaching about just stay in the flow of life. However, we also are co-creators here. We're manifesting our reality. And if we want to experience a different fullness or a different experience in our lives, we have to participate. Even when we practice things like meditation, our spiritual practices, we have to participate. It's a relationship. And so to seek things that aren't necessarily easy is one of the quickest ways for us to get to um, growth. And you were talking, Natalie, about it in the gym. Now tell me, I want you to take that same analogy and you think about when you go to college, which is a great, big change in your life. When you go to ch college and you feel challenged to maybe, well, here's one thing that college kids, depending on where you go, maybe you're going to want to come home every weekend to see your family instead of stay at college and make new friends and have new experiences. Have you thought about that? Well, that'd be very expensive. I'll be going far. Okay. Well, she's going to go far. But you can see where that would be very yeah. tempting for a person, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of college kids do it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. This is just an analogy. But oftentimes we get very kind of insular about the way we operate. And we go kind of running towards what feels familiar and comfortable and safe. And so we go home and we get free cooked meals and we have a place to stay. And it it alleviates a certain part of our stress or anxiety, but it also stops us from benefiting from new experiences, new relationships, creating new remote families or friend families or what have you. So have you thought about for yourself um, being in the college experience, what kind of emotional challenges that might make you really uncomfortable? Well, emotional challenges, public speaking, Oh, I hate public speaking. Those, <laughs> that just like racks. Oh my gosh. Um, but also just like sitting in a classroom of unfamiliar faces. Mm. You know, I'm from a small school. I'm so used to. I'm I'm used to knowing like literally everyone in my high school, and then I'm going to um, a university where I'll know no one. It's just like I don't even. I don't, I'm not sure I'm gonna deal with that yet. But I know I have to push myself to like meet new people because it's either that or or I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. So that's, an you know, I think you're not alone with this experience, even for people who aren't going to college, maybe some of us who are taking new jobs or uh, taking a new program or starting a new hobby, going to a ceramics class where there's you know, 20 people that you don't know anyone and you're performing or you're, you're kind of forced to be part of a new environment. Um, so that feeling of... I think what I hear you saying is when you think about that that picture of it, 
you get kind of overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. It's like an overwhelming feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that overwhelming feeling is another very common thing that stops us from being willing to be uncomfortable. Because we, we grasp these huge concepts, like in your case, I'm going to be in this whole big classroom at a university. Those two things themselves are like really big and they're really kind of scary and overwhelming. And you can't even imagine yourself in that environment yet and participating. And when we take the overwhelm out of it and we kind of hone in and we see Natalie sitting in a chair and there's going to be someone probably a couple seats from you or maybe right next to you. And just you glancing at that person, maybe you guys will have the same pen or the same computer or the same color hair or something that you recognize about yourself in the other person. And then immediately you have a common ground to start a conversation. And so when we break it down to these tiny little elements or situations, then they're more doable. And then right away, Natalie's sitting here nodding and she's going, yeah, that, you know, that could happen. I can see that happening and you'd be comfortable, right? Yeah, what also kind of keeps me going is that other people are going through the same thing, like the same experience, you know, like not ev like everyone's from different parts of like the country, from all different states, and we all don't know each other. So it's kind of like that kind of just like makes me feel a little bit relieved. But and at the same time, of course, I have those like jittery nerves, just a little overwhelmed of like just leaving home yeah. in general, right? you know, because I'm just so used to it. Right. my comfort zone like yeah. you know well natalie brought up a, a word earlier about addiction that i those who've been listening to me or, li or read my latest book overcoming toxic emotions i talk a lot about emotional addiction in my work not so much emotional addiction i actually have a course on emotional addiction as well but not so much much addiction to particular emotions like joy or sadness so forth but emotional addiction to our states of feeling and being that we get caught in from our youth, from our past, that become comfortable to us. And when we talk about comfort zones in lar at large, even our comfort zones often aren't quote unquote comfortable. They're just so familiar that we take on the um, reality of that familiarity and that, f that, that feeling or that energy has a certain frequency and vibration to it that makes us feel a certain way. And sometimes we can't even describe the feeling that is so familiar and comfortable. But what, what we can say is a lot of times that comfort feeling isn't actually comfort, it's just familiarity. And so we get kind of stuck in searching for, attracting, or looking for situations, relationships, experiences that continue to feel that way. I'm not saying your home life is, you know, gives you a negative feeling, but we all have difficult experiences in our childhood or certain realities that we take on as this is reality. And so to, to change or shift into a new reality, like going to a school, starting a new job, starting a new relationship, having endings happen, natural endings, death, divorce, and so forth in our families and so forth, it can feel very overwhelming and that big sense of, I don't recognize this feeling within me right now. And so this is why for me, it's extremely important, critical, I think, because this is the work I do, that we learn how to trust ourselves, that we learn how to um, learn how to put into place 
personal tools where we can shift into different feeling states and mindsets on purpose, that we um, are aware of when we're grasping for someone to save us or something to fix us or something to just make it feel okay. But instead, we can walk kind of very measuredly, intentionally into um, new situations, relationships, or personal challenges where we can sustain a new feeling and have practical tools, whether it's breath work, meditation, yoga, journaling, um, jumping jacks, whatever whatever the tools are to help us sustain a different feeling and often a I don't want to say better feeling, that sounds judgmental, but a more expansive feeling. Because when we're going through change of any sort, it is uncomfortable. When you lose weight, we all want the end result of the losing weight. Like Natalie said, she goes to the gym because she loves that feeling of having worked out and worked your muscles. But when we're doing these things, our bodies are changing. And guess what? Your body gets uncomfortable. You know, we get hungry or we have cravings or our muscles are sore or what have you. And so physically, we're much more adept because we've been trained to know when there's pain, there's gain. And all these different sayings that go with, you know, it's worth it's worth the um, it's whatever the saying is. I can't think of it right now. Can you think of one? <laughs> but it's, it's worth the pain or whatever, you know, to not have the thing that you want in the moment because you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're going to lose weight. You're going to be more sculpted or whatever. So physically, we're all more adept and, and it's kind of supported that we go through a little bit of discomfort. But emotionally, there's not a lot of support for going through emotional discomfort for the same purposes of expanding our life, um, enhancing and expanding our reality, our friendships, our experiences, our opportunities, our possibilities. But we have to expect that same kind of discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling that goes with, I don't know what's on the other side of this. I'm scared because it may not work out. I don't know that I trust that the universe has my back or that the God has put a next stepping stone in front of me. Um, I don't know if I'm worthy enough to be able to fulfill this dream or idea. What if the people don't like me? What if I, you know, there's all of these fears that surround us every moment, every time we think about doing something differently to the point where even when you're thinking about going a new direction on your way to work or school, we second guess ourselves. Have you ever had that happen? Like yeah. you think, oh, maybe I should try this new way. And then you think, well, what if I do try the new way? What, what's, have you ever thought that, Natalie? Well, I've actually gone the new way and have been stuck behind a bus. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. And then, and then what? You think, I shouldn't have gone the yeah, new way? Yeah, I shouldn't have gone the new way. Uh-huh. Just because of one... One little inconvenience. Right. You know? Yeah. Have you ever had a thought where maybe I should go this new way and then you didn't because you were afraid of something bad happening or that it wouldn't be as fast or it wouldn't be like you wouldn't know how to, what if you got lost or something? Well, usually I like, I, I like to, you know, venture around sometimes, not use my GPS and just find my own way around just cause like, just for the laugh of it. But like, um, but like if I have, if I have a routine, like going to school, I usually stick to that one route because mm-hmm. like I don't really think about the other like that one time 
that bus. It really got me. But <laughs> I, I was like, oh, come on. You know, all the stops it made. And then I was I was a couple minutes late. And yeah. So I was like, oh, darn. Yeah. So, like, in that situation, we, we kind of have confirmation to doubt our intuition or our desire or whatever. But as Natalie said, it's one little inconvenience. On, on that particular trip, what if you took that alternate route and you were able to help someone on the side of the road or you saw something beautiful that day or something happened that, you know, wouldn't have maybe happened on, we don't know until we actually try it, right? That's true. And the same is true emotionally and mentally. If we don't allow ourselves that opportunity, not just to change, but to, um, to feel a little uncomfortable. Now, Natalie mentioned a thing that a lot of people have a struggle with, which is public speaking. A lot of people struggle with public speaking. And usually the fear of the public speaking is that fear of being judged. Um, the fear of what if I make a fool of myself or what are people going to think about me or just having all those eyeballs on us. And it's understandable because especially if we're not used to doing it. Public speaking, presentations, um, being on camera. Some people have that same feeling even just taking a still picture, being photographed. We have such a wired fear of our own self-worth, which again, I talk about a lot in, the, in this book, Overcoming Toxic Emotions, that it stops us from experiencing the fullness and richness of life that is available. This self-judgment, this inner critic, the truth is that most of us are uncomfortable a lot of the time. We don't have to even do something different to be uncomfortable because we're already uncomfortable. And in that discomfort, we are trying to avoid more discomfort. And so that's why people will say, well, everybody needs advice or it's okay, you know, I do this because I spend the rest of my day unhappy at work. We find all these justifications and modifications for ourselves to alleviate some of that ongoing discomfort. This discomfort I'm talking about isn't to put us in more of a state of um, inner criticism or self-deprecation or self-sabotage or self-loathing. That discomfort we want to work to alleviate because it is actually holding us back from the even having the energy or the, the availability of our inner reserves to put ourselves intentionally in situations of change and risk and being a little bit uncomfortable. So we want to attend to the, the inner parts of us, our emotional healing, our core wounds, um, our limited beliefs, our inner critic, and all of these negative false emotions that are tied to our emotional imprints, which are tied to a lower vibrational frequency we talk about in the book, so that we can be free and freer to show up to a, a, a new situation that may have teaching for us or new life for us or uh, value to us or guidance for us or love for us or validation for us. There's so many things that we can um, achieve or, or get for ourselves and expand our reality. And so this is why it's really important to me and why I think it is truly a spiritual practice. How can you allow yourself today to be slightly uncomfortable? Perhaps that would be when you would normally not say what you want to say because you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings or rock the boat in your family. Maybe that's 
maybe you don't need to hide something about yourself, like a tattoo or something else that you think your family or friends would judge you about. What if you could be a little bit uncomfortable and expose more of your authentic self, speak your truth, ask for what you need or want from your partner or from your um, coworkers or your boss? What if you could allow yourself just for today to be a little bit uncomfortable in one of your normal routines to trust yourself to see what it feels like to hold space for something that feels different? It's not bad. It's just different. It's just um, there's new experience to be noticed here. There's new life to see here. There's new feelings to feel here. If we can allow ourselves this kind of mindfulness to include some element of discomfort, my feeling is, is that we can expand more fully into a richer, deeper, and broader sense of our, um, our beingness, the space we're taking up here, our connection to the world around us and to the deeper parts of ourselves, to, to our spiritual world, just by practicing this one little tool. So before we leave today, there's, there's so many references that I could go on and on about, but I don't want to just preach it. I want us to be reflective about this. Um, how can I be a little uncomfortable? And if I'm uncomfortable, is that okay? Or notice about yourself, where do I seek comfort when maybe I could run a little towards discomfort to help me be more present and to be more um, involved and active in this life? If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling repressed, if you're feeling like you're just kind of regurgitating the same day, day after day after day, or the same relationship one after the other, then perhaps this is a practice that would really benefit you. Again, we don't need to hurt ourselves. We don't need to cause physical or emotional pain for ourselves. Just allow ourselves to notice when we're a little uncomfortable and can we hold space for that? And what value does that have for us? Also notice when you're running away from discomfort towards something that's just familiar and maybe you just ask the question, how is this best serving me? How is this helping me grow and expand my life? So I'm going to leave those thoughts with you today. As always, I'm so glad that you tuned in. This is the Modern Sage Podcast. I'm Leah Guy, your host. Follow me on social media at Leah Guy Live or visit my website, leahguy.com, to find out more courses, retreats, books, um, other podcasts, and more. And don't forget, these podcasts will be available on YouTube at my channel there, A Girl Named Guy. I hope you have a great day, and thank you for all who are participating in this podcast, but also participating in your own life. We'll see you next time. And thank you, Natalie. Bye. <laughs> thank you.